And I'm Emma Gray, and this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows, and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about being from Minnesota, either in reality, if you're Michelle and Joe, or just like for the sake of COVID protocols, just for this week. That means it's hometowns week for Michelle's final four, but they'll all actually be taking place in her hometown. We'll be visiting three pretend hometowns, meeting three redheaded moms, wild, and watching Michelle effortlessly win over four families. She's like the most charming person ever. Who could resist her? Like, I can't resist her. Certainly, none of these families can resist her. And it's just the two of us this week for a cozy post-Thanksgiving holiday recap. Just the family. It's family week. Um, So let's get going. We start... By the Stone Arch Bridge in Minneapolis. Yes, I did a little bit more Googling this episode, a little more location Googling. Tasha and Michelle and some geese are sauntering past that iconic, historic railroad bridge and talking about the concept of hometowns, which will all be happening, as Michelle explains in some graceful, natural exposition, In Minnesota, because of the COVID bubble, they can't go to the men's hometown. Safety first, people. (laughs) We love to see it. Michelle wants us all to be healthy. And And Tasha is really going hard on how important this week is and how the men will be really revealing their true selves, which is dark, given that we know Tasha and Zach have recently split. They just and it made up. my heart sad. Like last week, she would be like, you know, I really got to see more about Zachary in these settings. And we would be like, oh, heart melting. And now she says something like that. And we're like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's, it's a bummer. But she's not wrong that it's a good opportunity to see something about how the guys really are. Because we tend to act differently, less guarded around people that we're super close to. And she's going to have that opportunity for the first time. Meanwhile, back in what I think of as ye old vintage gas station room at their hotel, the four guys are waiting to hear what's going to happen next. And here comes Caitlin to let them know that the families are already here. They're all so excited. Personally, I was very distracted by Caitlin's really lovely chain link layered gold necklaces, which are very much my taste. But <laughs> we can we can talk about the home. I was like dates. frantically trying to pin something just like from the I'm like, episode. why isn't this dynamic? I'm confused. How, why haven't you made Hulu shoppable? Please yet? make this more uh, shoppable. Honestly, that, Thank you. that's like ABC's wet dream, probably. <laughs> But first up is Brandon, which I think was like a very strong choice because he is so enthusiastic and lovely and just 
so excited to see his beautiful family. His mom, his dad, and his younger brother Noah are in Minneapolis, and his brother even delayed joining the Navy yeah, just to film, which that's a true sacrifice. He loves his brother more than he loves the United States military. And how many of us can say that about our siblings? <laughs> oh, Not God. me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's beautiful. He's so excited. And Brandon is just the kind of, he's he's like, my brother's here, like hot dog, like slaps his knees. Like, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> Brandon is such an earnest little cheese ball. Oh, it's so cute. Um, so they meet uh, up in the woods. We get our first run and jump hug of the episode. It's a hometowns is fertile ground oh, it's a for this. Mm-hmm. That's how you know that they're really excited. Yeah, you can't have even a semi-successful hometown state without the run and jump. Yeah, it establishes that you really missed each other over the last couple of days while you were flying to their hometown, which they didn't do this time. But nevertheless. They've got that 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 vacation excitement going, and they're both sort of in casual wear, jeans. She's in a hoodie. He's in a very bold white, red, and black striped button down. I really liked his look, actually. I know I was hard on Olu's again. Striped love suit. a man who takes. Yeah, you weren't into Olu's striped suit. It right? was just like but it was but a little too. Par- much. It's just a little pared down. It's slightly pared down. Um, they're both looking very cute, and he has planned a Portland-style hometown date. But then again, it's not really about Portland because, as he points out, home is really where the heart is when you think about it. Where have I heard that one before? Huh. Someone should trademark that (gasps) phrase. Yeah. He's like, this date is really about my heart. Um, He's taking her to, to his heart, which is an indoor skate park because he grew up skateboarding with his entire family. I wanted to see his parents skateboard, frankly. I was like, why did you not invite them to this part of the date? Yeah, I was like, honestly, the whole family needs to be involved. I would have loved to see Michelle just like have a real heart to heart while his mom is like gliding by. Gliding, yeah. I was like, I don't even know doing skateboarding terms. I was trying to make doing a joke some, and <laughs> doing some flip flipperoos. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. There's, uh, the thing where they slide down the railing. Yeah. I can describe the I, things. Yeah. No, There's you're like right. a, a pipe, like a half pipe or something. I don't know. I'm not, I'm done. Okay. Up and down the sides. <laughs> well, we can't say what the tricks are, but Brandon can't do them anymore. Um, it's unfortunate. He's really excited. I think to kind of strut his stuff for Michelle and be the, the teacher, you know, it's the classic, like I'm teaching you something I'm good at date. And he, like, can't seem to land any of his little tricks. He keeps falling. It's fine, but I could. you can tell that he's a little bummed that he's so rusty. I really feel like this would be me if I tried to do anything remotely physical for a hometown date. Yeah. It's like no big just deal. falling just, on my face. Just do, do a very skilled activity that you used to practice a lot when you were much younger. Um, there are going to be a bunch of cameras and your crush. They're all watching. Go. Like terrible, terrifying. <laughs> and doomed. Brandon luckily really takes this in stride. He has a great sense of humor about it. He even makes a joke about how these all seem to go great when no one's watching. But 
Of course, now he can't land anything. But Michelle seems to find it all all very endearing. Yeah, he's he's very he can turn anything into it being about Michelle looking amazing. He's like, I'm bad at skateboarding because Michelle looks so gorgeous. Do you see Michelle's her? She's perfect. Too hot. She's too She's hot so for hot me to do that skate I tricks. Have lost all of my childhood skills. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, and so she learns some basic skateboarding moves from him and then they just hang out and chat about what's coming up at the family portion of the date and make out which is one of the (laughs) things i would say they do best together he really gets all the way into it i feel like sometimes when you watch these couples make out the guys are holding back a little bit because they're like kind of uncomfortable with i mean yeah there are cameras there yeah it's weird they're being watched. Making out is kind of like a a soft, like, romantic form of physical intimacy. I feel like guys can feel a little bit like, do I really want to be seen, like, smooching up on this girl who has five other boyfriends? Totally. Brandon doesn't care. He's like, I'm getting in her space. Like, I'm fully committing. Every part of my body is involved in this makeout. Honestly, it looks great. Looks like a good time. <laughs> And he tells her about his family and that Noah pushed his Navy start to meet her. And he's like, I'm ready. I just want to get through to my family. The key piece of information here, which is that I'm in love with Michelle. Brandon is fully on board. He's like, he's done. Yeah. There's basically never been a point in this show when he was not in love with Michelle. Like in the limo, I feel like he was like, I'm marrying Michelle. I can't believe it, you guys, but it's true. Um, so his family, we see waiting for him. They they seem to all meet in the same sort of venue. It looks like uh, some sort of hotel reception Stage, space yeah, like or staged something. Staged living room yeah. style. They all live in a beautiful stone mansion, and it's the same one. And his mom, Carmen, his father, David... And his brother Noah are waiting. Carmen is like a vibrant redhead. Her hair is really red. We very rarely see red hair on this show, except and yet, in this, this episode, episode is ex- extremely redhead, extremely heavy. redheaded. And um, she's very anxious to see whether Michelle really sees Brandon for who he is. And this is a running theme. Every mom is like, "Do you really?" like get who he is though like do do you what do you like about him and i think that she's really nervous that brandon maybe comes off a certain way that is not really who he is and we hear that's something that noah kind of speaks to as well like they all seem to be very aware that brandon likes to throw out little lines and be kind of cheesy and, like, deflect maybe in a sense with those things. And they all really want to make sure that Michelle knows that there's more to him. Yeah. Which is a very natural thing for a a family to desire. They're all very – all these families are very protective. And also really sweet. We got very lucky there was no super aggro family member, which – bless. Yeah, no one came ready to start trouble (laughs) this year. Um. And so they all hug and sit down. 
Brandon shares with them how he entered on a bed, which I always, I keep forgetting. I can't believe that bed guy and apple guy are still here. I know. I love that <laughs> Michelle was like, I mean, I wouldn't say I counted you out, but... <laughs> It wasn't promising. Um, Yeah, and so she says when he entered in that way, it was so such a smooth move, and he seemed like he could be kind of a smooth talker. Um, But after we had a real conversation, I realized that wasn't the case, and if I didn't realize that, he wouldn't be here. And Noah actually just, like, grabs Michelle first from what we see. He's like, he's in the mix. Like, Noah's like, I'm here to protect my brother and make sure he finds the right fiance for him. I support it. Noah is adorable. He has great glasses. Very, very cute. And he tells Michelle how that he's skeptical because obviously there are other guys, but that he can tell Brandon cares a lot for her and that... He wants to express that he knows that Brandon can be that cheesy pickup line sort of guy, but underneath it, he has a big heart, and he hasn't always had the best relationships, and he's been hurt, basically, in the past. And he asks her what separates Brandon from the other guys to her, and she says she never has to question how much Brandon cares about her, and there's a spark that's different than the others. How did you feel about this answer? Because I thought it was both true. I can tell she wants also, to be truthful whenever she answers that question, yeah. which all of the families ask that exact question. They do. And it and it was nice to hear her give different answers. But I found this telling in the sense that it's not often that in the end you end up with the person who their defining quality is how much they're into you. Yeah. Yeah. To me, this was interesting because Noah seems to accept this, but I wonder if his mom would have loved that answer. Like, I feel like maybe Noah does not yet quite have that perspective on how that tends to go. Like I, I feel like when you're younger, there are, like, a lot of things that you can hear from a partner and be like, oh, that's a compliment. Thank you. And then you get older and you're like, oh, you love how I make you feel? Like, what does that mean? Like, that's really about you. Like, that's not about what you like about me. I mean, these are just kind of, like, things you start to pick up on more, I think, once you've had more relationship experience. Yeah, I think that's true. I would I would push back on that, maybe. I would be like, okay, but, like that's that's about you like that's about how he makes you feel secure like is there anything about him that's different and she does try to i think address i think she maybe knows that too she's like oh well there's this piece that's different this spark that's different but that's not very specific i don't know i would have been a little bit dissatisfied it's not specific and frankly i i don't yeah that doesn't really mean much again i I don't think she's lying but i mean what's she gonna do she's not gonna pick all of them but like that is the answer that would betray to me she's probably not gonna pick him yeah exactly i totally agree and again it's this is the situation she's in she has to take all of these people through to the end you know as far as they go so and to be clear we don't know we don't know who she picks. We're not. I don't know if spoilers abound this season. Oh. We haven't been spoiled, if so. But to me, that answer is an 
I'm picking another guy who has not been as clear with me, but my feelings for him are stronger sort of answer. But he also asks if she can really see herself with Brandon. And she says that, you know, you know what? I can honest, I can sit here and be 100% honest with you and say yes. Which, again, sounds like a little bit like protesting too She's much. Like, could I see it? Technically, yes. yes. Technically, no. I'm not lying when I say yes, I can see it. Like, that isn't a troubling response <laughs> um, if, if you're Brandon's brother. But Brandon, meanwhile, is talking to his mom and telling her that what he loves about Michelle is her strength and that they have a lot in common. And he says the first time that he met Michelle, he knew who his person was. Oh, my oh. gosh. This made me so nervous I for know, poor I'm Brandon, like sweetheart. I'm so, so anxious. And again, we, we don't, we aren't spoiled, but I just. I just feel it. In my bones, I feel that it is not Brandon. Nothing would make me more delighted than to be wrong. Um, yeah, it's. Ugh. Michelle has a conversation with David, his father. And this I, this conversation I loved. They had such sweet, natural banter together. They're talking about fishing. Michelle is talking about her dad, and they're discussing how David and her dad, Ephraim, would be friends. And it just felt really sweet. Yeah. Like, he, she's like, I could do you just like see Michelle hanging out in this family. She's like, do you like to fish? And he's like, oh, let me tell you, I used to go out every weekend with my dad and go fishing. She's like, my dad is a huge fisherman. Like, I can just see you both and, like, my brother's out on the boat fishing on the weekends. And he's, like, tickled to death by this. Like, it was just... So real. It was so cute. I think we actually have a clip of part of their conversation because it was so delightful. Awesome, man. It's good to meet you. You as well. Yeah, yeah but we're going to play. Basketball? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you have, like, do you have a mean jumper? I can skills? play. You can play? Yeah. And you're my height, so it's a little different than the other two. Will you still give me approval if I swat your shot? If you can play and you're a player, okay. hey, that's more power to okay, you. Okay, deal. <laughs> I love that. I think it's so reveals to me how often these conversations are sort of by necessity because of the how much has to be fit into the episode. Just like, tell me about how you feel about my child. Well, I can see that he really cares about you, too. I'm just nervous. That he's going to get it. You know, like, they, we don't ever see them have Right, there's sort of a script to this, which makes sense. But it's so fun to see the lead and a parent just kind of connecting Connect and shooting people. the shit. Yeah, they're, like, getting it's to know beautiful. each other. Like, the way you would actually maybe get to know your partner's family. I was going to say, something that is so important as part of a relationship is connecting in a very human way with your partner's family. If you're lucky enough to have them you know, in your life and and have them be people that um, are interested in getting to know you. And that can be such a wonderful part of enhancing a relationship. And it's not, you know, you don't sit around with your partner's parents usually and have them <laughs> grill you about the depth of your feelings for their child. Yeah. No, I can't say that that has ever, that ever happened. <laughs> That wasn't the first question your mother-in-law asked It wasn't you. something that came up. I mean, normally they have a little more space to kind of feel it out. 
over the course of several meetings yes, by observing true. you together. There's a, and they're, they're working <laughs> on a limited timeline. But you, like, in real life, yeah, you are having more conversations about your interests and joking around and, like, getting to feel if you have the same sense of humor. And I loved this moment. Uh, Carmen then chats with Michelle and Carmen is back on script. She's like, I want you to see Brandon for who he is. He's not a player. He's not an actor. And Michelle says that she knows and that she saw that very quickly. And that's why he's still here, because she really loves, quote, who that person is. So uh, giving giving a little giving a little <laughs> bit of uh, a crumb. We're here. just we're just like spotting these little <laughs> giving her a crumb. Um, she's like, I'm going to use the word love, but I'm not going to say it's Brandon. And um, she says, you know, I haven't always had in relationships, you know, that the other person means everything they say. And Brandon is is that person. And she says that he could be her best friend. And that's important to her. And Carmen is completely won over by this conversation. Carmen loves Michelle. And who can blame her? This is going to be a running theme through the episode. Everyone likes Michelle. Like, we're just going to keep being like, and she loves Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> and so after all these conversations with Michelle sitting there, Brandon is like, so just FYI, everyone, Michelle is like the most important woman in the world. And she's the one. And David says... I like Michelle. I'm just letting you know. And Noah says, it's difficult to win my parents' full trust, and you've earned it. And I was like, wow, Michelle is receiving a lot of approval right now. Full trust. That's big. <laughs> Michelle must be really feeling the pressure after all of these oh hometown Oh, my God. Dates. I know. It's, like, great, but also, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you're like, Everyone now I have four, se- four sets of in-laws, and I have to – I feel bad disappointing any She's of them. being recruited hard by – by the end, I would say at least three different teams. They all want her. Yeah. Well, I think even the fourth team well, really wants her, they want but her. They, they might They're like, listen, our, our facilities side. are maybe not <laughs> as nice as some of the other – schools they're that not are really up to, to par to you roster. might need to do a renovation but <laughs> but we'd still the be intention thrilled. is there we'd be thrilled to have your talent <laughs> on our side so before they leave she tells brandon that after meeting his family it's clear to her that she's falling for him and they kiss brandon is overwhelmed brandon is so happy he is so happy that she expressed her feelings to him and we have a clip of his reaction you know i truly want to marry this woman man like oh my gosh oh my gosh still got a long journey still you know marathon but i truly truly as a human being want it to be me more than anything in this entire world my notes just say, pick Brandon. <laughs> I want it to be you too, I Brandon. Know. You're so sweet. Uh, I love that in the background, because of what's actually happening in the scene, we can hear Michelle's car starting. <laughs> I know. Um, he is he is so full. I've, I don't think I've ever seen someone fully committed to this degree. Like, even when people are committed, they're usually, like, kind of embarrassed about it. Like, they don't want to admit that they are that far in. They, they're like, I know, like, it's, 
It's probably like, he doesn't I can't, seem I don't to have help. any self-consciousness surrounding his feelings. And that's really such a lovely quality. It's inspiring. It's so inspiring. I love it. And that brings us to the end of Brandon's date and on to Rodney. Rodney is number two. Apple guy. Rodney, another another one of my faves. I just I love all of her final four. They're so great. Uh Michelle meets Rodney. With a run and jump, of course. Of course. And Rodney has planned a date. I mean, it's supposed to be his hometown, which I think is, like, in California, like Rancho Cucamonga or something. But he doesn't really give her the hometown-themed date because what this date is about is their longest-running inside joke, which is apples. (laughs) Just apples, apples. generally. Tasting apples. (laughs) Talking about apples and dressing up as apples. <laughs> Misidentifying apples. <laughs> and he has planned a date around an apple that is grown only in Minnesota called the First Kiss. I thought this was really cute. This was so cute. I like, I bet he was so excited. Or maybe production figured, whoever figured it out must have been so excited when they realized they could do this. Um, she seems like a little skeptical that this is real. And he's like, I promise I didn't make it up. The good people of Minnesota made it up, <laughs> which is true. It was developed at University of Minnesota. And like pretty much all apples, they are red. So this is really kind of like a Michelle's hometown date. And to me, I'm thinking, does that mean that Rodney is, is hinting like, my hometown is your hometown. Your hometown is my hometown. I'm going to move to Minnesota. We're going to get a house on like Minnetonka if you pick me. I mean, yeah, we haven't we we never saw Michelle and Rodney have that conversation. We only saw her have that conversation with Rick. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but I I think if that if you want to sell Michelle on your home, your current home, you got to do a date planned around it. And he's like, "I live where <laughs> I'm I'm comfortable living in your in your space. That works for me." And I think that's a fantastic quality. Me too. In a man, especially. Exactly. Um, and so they are apple picking. They'll, they're picking some first kisses. It seems probably a little early in the year for apple picking. I don't know what the apple picking seasons are in Minnesota. But there are apples on the trees. And they nab some and have fun pitching apples at each other, laughing like children. It's very picturesque. Oh, Just beautiful. Beautiful. And then he blindfolds Michelle for a taste test, as he does a running, another running together. gag. She's like, is it normal to be blindfolded this much early in the relationship? And, I mean, it depends, Michelle. That depends what you're into. He is, like, dipping the apple in various sauces. She correctly identifies butterscotch, and he's so shocked. Like, what is with his taste buds? I think that Rodney doesn't have very strong taste buds is what we're learning yeah he's like i did the idea of knowing what butterscotch tastes like is like astonishing like, to him ronnie it is a fairly specific it's taste. pretty distinct um he sneaks a little kiss in there of course and she says that's definitely not a granny smith i love their their that they commit to these inside jokes but there is a point where i'm like are they going Maybe to start move, talking move about something it? else they and the answer can't get is married not based really. on Granny Smith. <laughs> not really. Which is why it did the the ultimate conclusion of this episode didn't feel like a surprise to me. Yes. Yeah, no, that's true. Um it's a bummer, but because Rodney at this point is saying, like, I'm falling in love with Michelle, I'm ready to propose. 
And he is comfortable doing that, knowing that they're going to have to find a lot of apple varietals to talk about over the next maybe 50 years. <laughs> he's committed. He's, he's willing to do that. Uh, after they have the taste test, they, of course, discuss the family meeting. She learns that she'll be meeting his mom and his stepdad, or as he calls them, moms and pops. So cute. And apparently on their one-on-one, he described moms in great detail. They're very close. They're best They're friends. They're best apparently. friends. Uh, he's just an unabashed mama's boy. I love it. And they talk a little bit about their feelings for each other. She's like, I love that I can be myself with you. And Rodney's like, you always make me feel like I'm the only one. And they ride off on bikes, holding hands, just like her hometown date with Matt. Do you remember that? Oh, I do. Yeah. Little they love a running there. theme. <laughs> Rodney loves a running theme. Yeah. Um, and on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back for Michelle's meeting with Rodney's family. Can you keep up? I like And we're back just in time to finally meet moms and pops. And they're just sitting around, waiting, a little nervously. They're worried about sweet Rodney's heart being hurt. And they're also excited to see if he's really excited about this relationship. And Michelle shows up for this meeting in a classic knit, midi dress camel she's she wore like a red one in a very similar like a knit midi dress for brandon's family it's her look for the week it's a very good meet the parents look oh yeah it's it's cute but it's not it's not flashy and mom's whose name is carrie says that she and rodney are are very close almost best she says almost best friends i think that's healthy it's like i'm your mom like i'm not quite your best friend but like, yeah, no, she she clearly has some healthy boundaries, but is very close with her son. Yeah. And they all greet each other very warmly. Carrie asks Michelle about Rodney and Michelle says that he kept saying that he was an underdog and that was something that kept coming up. And she was like, I couldn't understand why he would feel like an underdog. But, you know, I felt overlooked in the past. And so we connected on that. Which makes sense, you know, now that she says it. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, she actually relates to that feeling of, like, I have so much to offer, but no one ever seems to really notice me. And they they have some one-on-one conversations. Pops asks Rodney if the feelings could really be so strong in such a short time. And Rodney says, when you know it's real, you know it's real. She checks off everything on my list. For example... She knows a lot about apples and what color they are and what they taste like, what the <laughs> she sauces also has you put very on them taste like. Strong taste buds. Strong taste buds. You know, if he was ever in doubt about what something was, she could tell him. So they're compatible in that way. Complimentary. He's like, I need a strong woman. And by strong woman, I mean a strong sense of taste. Oh yeah. She's I need a super taster. He's he's like, I'm close to the finish line with Michelle, and I want to do whatever I can to cross it and make it happen. It's very, like, goal-oriented. Oh, oh he's Look, so he's sweet. manifesting. Yeah. Unsuccessfully, but he's trying. It's just, like, it just, like, it just makes I me, know. it made me think of, like, being in, like, 
the final stages of an interview process for a job you really want, and you've, like, come close, like, four different times at a similar interview process in the past, and you're like, this time I'm, like, I'm so close. I have to make this one happen. Like, this is a such an opportunity. <sighs> well, look, I feel like people do say that dating can be like the job search process. It is. You're always looking for a man, a job, or an apartment, right? Am I right? A little Carrie forever. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Carrie. Speaking of Carrie. <laughs> Michelle is talking to Carrie, not Bradshaw, Rodney's mother. And she asks the question that every family asks, which is, what does Rodney have that sets him apart from the other men that you are still involved with. And Michelle does the classic thing that you do when you're not sure media trained and <laughs> unsure what to say. You say, that's a great question. And that gives and, you a little bit of time to she think pauses, of, of an answer. And then she draws a deep breath. And then she says, well, it's such an amazing group and they're all great. Like she's like doing a lot of buying time in this answer. And then she says, with Rodney, there's like such an amazing playfulness and we laugh the most together. And Carrie says, that's great. He is a jokester, but he's also very lovable. And Michelle's, Michelle's like, like, oh, oh, oh uh, of co- yeah. uh, yes, of course. I do obviously know lovable. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and Carrie says, you know, I this is very exciting, but I'm afraid of him being heartbroken. Can you really see creating a life with him outside of this? And Michelle gives an interesting answer here. She says, I'm looking for the small, real moments that carry over to real life. What if, you know, one day we're on vacation and our flight is canceled and we're stuck in the airport for five hours? Am I going to dread being there with that person or can they like go with the flow and when i think of that i think of rodney again it's an honest and sweet answer but from what carrie then says to the camera i think that she appreciates michelle's candor but also seems to sort of read between the lines and suspect that maybe her son might not be the one i think we have a clip of that i think michelle is very genuine but Ronnie has only one person to have feelings for, and she has four. Thank you so much, honey. I appreciate you. That does give me anxiety. But it's my job as his parent and as, as his mom to kind of bring him back down to that reality and say, look, this is serious, and you need to really be sure. Yeah, I mean, she is hearing the thing that stands out most about Rodney is that we laugh a lot. Can I envision life outside of this with him? Well, I wouldn't mind being stuck at an airport with him. She's like, (laughs) she's not saying like, he's the person that I have the most natural, passionate connection with. She's not saying like, I dream about our life together all the time. She's like, there's a very, very, very clear and present danger to Rodney here. And she's ready to give it to him straight. And she she does, gently but straight. She's, she says, I'm going to be really honest with you. And she says, it scares me because I feel like you might get end up heartbroken here. And that really worries me. And Rodney basically tells her, yeah, that is a possibility. But Michelle is worth the risk because she is all of the things that I need in a partner, strong, independent, beautiful, inside and out, funny, kind. And he's, quote, definitely falling in love with this woman. 
This is the point in the show where they all begin to refer to the lead as this one. This woman. <laughs> it's so true. That's how you know that a guy is like really serious about someone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this woman, the one right this here. This woman. She is the woman that matters. Um, and Carrie starts to cry. She's she's like, it's so serious, son. You're telling me that this is the young lady. And it's like she's she's crying almost because she's like, oh, it's coming. <laughs> um, but she wants to leave open that possibility that this is Rodney's happy ending. And as they leave, it's very, very warm. She hugs Michelle and she's like, thank you, sweetheart. Like, she's very, like, just a very warm personality. Obsessed with Carrie. Carrie seems like a great hang. <laughs> yes. I feel like I could go to Carrie and cry to her. Yes. She'd be really, really nurturing. Actually, I would kind of like to, like, if she's available. I would like to. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can I rent your time, Carrie? Her son is grown up. You know, she probably, you know, has room in her schedule. Right? Like, what else do women have going on? I'm kidding. Don't, please don't cancel me. In her, in the moment, she says, uh, just as Rodney respects the position she's in, so must I. I thought that was a really great statement. There are those There are those just perfect boundaries that we're talking about. She's like, my son is an adult, and he is making the de- this decision, and I am going to follow his lead. Like, it is not my place to... Guided by my own fears here. Right. She says, I basically, I I registered my concern. He's aware and he has the same concern, but he's making an informed decision. And I also love that she really makes sure in every time she talks about it, it's not in a way that has any ire for Michelle in it. You know, she seems clear headed about the fact that Michelle is in a position yeah. where she by design, needs to be dating for people right now. Yeah. She's like... It's not an affront to her son, but it does make her concerned for his heart. Yeah. She's like, it's... Yeah, it's the position Michelle's in. And, like, that's that's what we have to accept. And outside, after they say goodbye, Michelle tells Rodney that having met his mom, she sees where he got all of his wonderful qualities. <laughs> <laughs> you got shit from your stepdad. Yeah. But. Well, it's hard to... I mean... <laughs> A lot of the the dads are pretty laconic. I think maybe Brandon's yeah. dad we got the most from. Definitely the moms do, do more talking. Um, and Rodney and his mom are particularly close. But I think we have a clip of what Rodney says in response. I just want to be your person. And I'm, I'm definitely falling in love with you. I know the strong feelings that I have. And I never... I never say that, and so yeah. this is very different for me. <laughs> this is very different. Well, why that's you, perfect. Why you do this to me? She doesn't really respond, yeah, except to kiss him. I mean, she's very sweet, but there isn't, yeah, there isn't that declaration of feeling that we saw with Brandon. Yeah, that's that's correct. And I mean, in fact, she's she's taking it very like warmly and kindly and like responding in a way that's like i heard you and like i'm happy but it is kind of a laughter moment like she's kind of joking around with it and then we hear a joke like with you and your mom the apple doesn't fall far from the tree like another apple joke it's just like 
she's not feeling she she's not feeling that romantic like passion with him in these moments it's always more comfortable to to stay on that like sort of lighthearted plane <sighs> not looking good for rodney it is joe's hometown next but joe is lucky because he already actually happens to be in his for real hometown so he gets to take michelle around to a place that was formative for him, his high school. Hopkins you know, High she, School. She showed him her high school. He gets to take her to his high school. Yeah, Hopkins High School. But I'm, I'm going to note, I don't think there's a run and jump. There was just sort of like a hug and lift. So we're getting that reserved energy. Joe doesn't reflect the energy that is required for <laughs> yeah. the run and jump. <laughs> And so he shows her some of his least favorite places in the world, the math and science wing of his old high school, which he says he avoided because he hates math. And also the library. Not a fan of the library. I I was like, Joe, you still have to go to math class just because you don't enjoy it. Like, it's not like you only have to go if they, like, see you in the hallway. Like, I don't understand the logic here. I was like, oh, I get it, Joe. You were popular. (laughs) You were popular. (laughs) Weren't you? But not that popular, right? Because he takes her to his hangout spot, his favorite spot in the high school. And he's like, I never had a girlfriend to do the thing I wanted to do here. I was like, okay, Joe, you were a all-state basketball star and you never had a girl like you're really hot like okay he's like i never had I'm a like, girlfriend oh so what you're saying is you never had a girlfriend because you just hooked up with, <laughs> just hooked up with in high school. <laughs> he's like i i only did this thing every day with a different girl um and so what he wanted to do with his girlfriend and what he now does with michelle is lift her up on like a low wall to make out and next he takes her He blindfolds her. She's being blindfolded yet again and takes her to a surprise location. Prom. This was so adorable. I was swooning. I was swooning. Bachelor is going so hard on prom this year. It's like all of a sudden they were just like, we have all of these hot people who didn't have the perfect prom that they wanted in high school. And like, we can give them that. And also, we're not traveling, so we have a lot of empty conference rooms <laughs> and gymnasiums yeah, this to is utilize. Yeah, definitely in the basketball gym. I could, you could see it, the floor, the lines on the floor, um, like so many classic high school proms. And they have balloons, they have streamers, etc. He's like, I never went to prom. You said you were picked last for prom, but you'll always be first with me. Michelle, will you go to prom with me? Like, yeah, I'm just like... I feel like I'm constantly on this show reading a celebrity profile where they're like, I was actually really awkward in high school. Like, so many extremely hot 20-somethings who are like, it. no one asked me I to don't, prom. I do not believe it. I'm sorry. I don't. You want to know? Bullshit. You, know, you want to know someone, what someone looks like who didn't get asked to prom? Just, like, look up a picture of me. Not on The 18. Bachelor. <laughs> never on The Bachelor. Um, so, Michelle loves this. I think we actually have a clip of her reaction. Joe heard me in my poem where I said I was the last person picked for prom, and I was hurt by that. So it's this complete prom redo for me that I absolutely love. Most romantic date ever. Wow, you look (laughs) amazing. Thank you. I don't know if anyone has done anything this sweet for me. Like, this is truly showing me that Joe really sees me and understands me. 
She loves a good callback. Yeah. She does. I mean, it shows they're paying attention, you know? Yeah. I always find that to be a good quality. Just like Martin, she likes to feel like they've been paying attention <laughs> when she talks. Um, and, they, they, you know, Joe has really, really hit on something that matters to her here. Plus, who doesn't love to put on a beautiful red gown and dance with a really attractive guy also their photo booth shots were like should be in a magazine oh god stop being so photogenic so hot it's rude it's offensive uh they dance there are bubbles they they are having fun they're eating donuts and they're like this is so incredible she's like this is probably the most fairy tale moment i've ever had in my life she always says things in this in this high school gymnasium. In this high school gymnasium. Listen. The stuff of dreams. Anywhere can be the place of dreams if you're with Joe, Minnesota Joe. She always says stuff like this Honestly, about fair. dates with Joe. I think that that is telling. That she's always like, this was the most stars aligning epic date I've ever been on. This is the most fairy tale moment. This is the most romantic. I also, part of me is just really rooting for Joe because... He already lives in Minnesota. I know. They could actually make a life together. I it wouldn't require that. what either one of them to uproot their entire life and leave their community. It just feels like that would be a relationship that was perhaps yeah. set up to succeed. So Joe is like, I never thought prom would be this romantic and special. And then they crown themselves prom king and queen. And then at last they can rest and talk about his family. She'll be meeting his mom, Julie, his dad, David, his brother, Dan, and his wife, Hannah. And he's like, you're really going to like Hannah. Like, you two are really going to get along. And she's like, I'm so nervous. I'd never bring someone home I don't see a future with. And he's like, good, because I definitely see something and feel something. Ooh. And she points out that he still hasn't said that he's falling for her. And she's hopeful that meeting the family will make him more comfortable maybe that she'll she'll get some more from him after this and now it's time to yes. meet the fam they are waiting they're chatting hannah and julie are doing like all the talking yeah you really got the sense that the men in the coleman family really need a partner that is more talkative than they yeah. are it's it's true like hannah will, will be doing like conversation prompties type, type things like it's hard to imagine Joe being in love with someone we haven't even met, right? Like, isn't that weird? And they're all like, mm mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and his mom, who is also a redhead, uh, says that she thinks that if Joe wasn't, like, in love with her or close to it, if he wasn't really excited about her, he'd probably, like, self-eliminate. Joe and Michelle are approaching. And once again, Joe is talking up Hannah. He's like, Hannah's so great. You're really going to get along. I was, like, struck by this. He clearly, like, really loves Hannah and, like, or maybe, like, admires his brother's relationship in a way that I don't think we often see. I think often, like, the sister-in-law or the brother-in-law is, like, a non-character. Right. They don't even get to speak. But it's clear that Hannah is someone who is really a part of the family and that he has a very good relationship with both his sister-in-law and his brother. And once we saw them all interacting, it made a lot of sense because I do think Hannah and Michelle would be able to vibe pretty easily. Yeah, and I think... They're both chatty. Yeah, and you can definitely (laughs) see that, like, Hannah and Michelle both in their respective relationships with Joe and uh, Dan, 
play kind of the role of like instigating conversation, right. like eliciting and and kind of bridging conversational gaps and facilitating, facilitating connection. And everyone welcomes Michelle very warmly. And she tells them that she loves his quiet confidence and also that they have shared hurdles in learning how to open up and show emotion. I love that she's like often very good with these families at both sharing something that she loves about them, that she's drawn to about them, and also something that they have in common, like something that they, that bonds them. It's really sweet. And you can tell that she's really thought about each of these men as individuals heading into these dates. And it's really lovely to see. And I think this goes back to what you were saying earlier about the fact that that must be very comforting to these families to see someone who clearly has invested in their family member, regardless of whether, you know, this is going to be the relationship they end up in. Yeah. And yeah, Hannah at this point actually says what you were saying, Emma, and what's clear. She says, I think the Coleman men tend to be a little more quiet when they're nervous. So it could be a quiet night on that front. And she oh is my God. not wrong. <laughs> she is not wrong. That le- That leads right into Joe chatting with his dad, who calls him Hey, Mr. Joe. <laughs> which was oh, so cute. But that's about the most conversational his father is, is pulling his son aside. Joe is like, do you have questions? And his dad's just like, uh. No. No. <laughs> like, basically, what what his dad says is like, so you look like a loving couple. And I guess you still have to, like, express yourself to her. Joe's like, for sure. And Joe's like, yeah. Sure. Um, any other questions or anything else you want to say? And his dad's like, not really. And we hear the clock ticking. It's not like an unfriendly (laughs) silence, but it is just like. You're like, oh, these are just (laughs) who these two are. And clearly his brother as well. They're hyper reserved. It's so because in this moment, like you can sort of sense maybe Joe wanting there to be more conversation. But he's also very like I feel like sometimes I'm in this position at a party where I'm like. I want to initiate conversation with the person next to me, but I'm so uncertain about how to do it that I wish they would just do it. And I'm getting that energy from Joe here, but his dad is not yeah, I agree. able to do it either. Um, and so they sit in a companionable silence. It must be nice to do that again after being apart. And meanwhile, uh, Julie is asking Michelle how Joe has expressed himself in the process. <laughs> I want to like cut back to him and his dad and like, like that. Um, but Michelle says, well, he had this moment of growth on their, on our one-on-one when he talked about his injuries and he allowed himself to cry and sort of show a different side. And Julie says, you know, that, that is huge because it was this big loss for him and he didn't, he just shut down. He didn't really show how he was feeling about it to his family. And Michelle asks, well, do you see a difference in him? And Julie's like, well, (laughs) I, it's nice that he's so excited to be here with you. That's obvious. Michelle's like, but have I transformed your son into a new person? <laughs> this process has fixed it, yeah. right? Would I He's be, if, if I were to release him back into the wild, like, would he be better able to fend for himself? And meanwhile, Hannah and Dan are both talking to Joe, meaning Hannah is talking to Joe and Dan is being, sitting very <laughs> Dan is supportively there. and solidly there. And Hannah asks what he's most worried about, and he says, well, he's never opened up this much before, and it's scary to do it in this setting. She asks, do you think you love Michelle? And he says he's falling for her. 
She asks if he's ready to propose, and he says that he would be. Wow. And that's Hannah's reaction. Wow. <laughs> She's like, oh, really? You are? And then we, uh, she says she wants to talk to them together. And I liked this a lot. Yeah. Because we rarely see them sort of pulled into conversation as a couple she's after really that like, initial She's meeting. setting up the different shots. Hannah's taking charge. She's like, God knows no one else is going to in this family. So, <laughs> um, I also, when the camera pans out, I want to note that Hannah is wearing the same black pointed Rothy's that I own. And this really confirms to me my sense of kinship with Hannah. Uh, that we just two the same white women from the Midwest <laughs> who, who like comfortable black flats that you can put in the washing machine. They're very practical. They're so practical. I've had mine for like five years. Uh, and so while Joe gets Michelle, Hannah tells her husband, you know, it's nice that Michelle lives so close. And he's like, yeah, that is nice. And she <laughs> says, well, this better work out because we'll definitely see Michelle in the grocery store. And he's like, for sure. Yeah. She's. Uh. <laughs> uh, but so Michelle. But and Michelle finally arrives and Hannah's like, finally, someone's going to really talk to me. Yeah. And uh, the two of them basically chat while Joe and Dan remain present. Yeah. Uh, and she, Michelle tells Hannah that she calls Joe her slice of home away from home and that when she so was sweet. homesick, he would put her at ease. And Hannah then says that Joe needs a strong woman as a partner. I think we actually have a clip of this. I think Joe needs a really strong partner. I can tell that you would be that for him. Like, you obviously have, like, a confidence and a presence. Like, he needs somebody who's going to, like... Be a teammate, but also, like, challenge you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not just take your lead all the time. Right. Right. Uh, I love like, you need You need responses. someone who will mm -hmm. explain right. your needs and feelings while you affirm that. Um, that's what I want for you. And he's like, yes, I also want that. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for saying that. Um, but Hannah is very impressed by how much... Joe seems to have gotten better at articulating himself and how ha uh, how Michelle has has brought him along, how she's pushed him. And so she's like, I think Michelle would be great for Joe. Like, I think this would be a really great and healthy relationship for him. And Hannah and Julie are clearly the ones who are going to express any sort of, you know, clear opinion Anything. on this. <laughs> um, but it seems like overall... No one's pumping the brakes. Everyone seems to to be a fan, and Joe especially. So outside, Joe has decided to take the plunge. I think we have a clip. You know, I think today was a big step in you seeing another side of me. You know, you meeting my family today, and you helping me open up and being more vulnerable, and the things we have in common. You know, I really want you to always know how I feel. I just want you to know that uh, my feelings for you are getting stronger and stronger, and that I am falling in love with you, and I feel like you're that special person for me. Joe, you said things about your feelings. Oh, he's expressing himself. He's so sweet. And they kiss, and he sounds quite emotional in his yeah. ITM. He says, there's a lot going on in my heart right now, and he's kind of choking up. 
He says, I don't know if it's a Minnesota thing, but <laughs> which is just like remains hysterical to me. I don't know if it's a Minnesota thing, but the connection was there from the start, and that's really important. And he says he sees himself in a year married to Michelle, working on starting a family, and living on Lake Minnetonka. Michelle snatched this man right up. I've, I've now married her off to Joe and Brandon at different points in this episode. Look, we're progressive. Maybe she can have two husbands. But yes, she, listen, if Brandon wants to come join them in her dream home on Lake Minnetonka. On Lake, I know, I was like, wow, Joe. With Minnesota Mr. Basketball Joe. Purchasing a home and planning a wedding all within a short year. I'm impressed. <laughs> It's, it's very sweet and their visions of the future are so aligned it's almost like do they even have to talk about it it's like we both clearly want exactly the same life so like we don't this is a good match it's a good match and that brings us to the end of joe's date and we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back for our final hometown date with nate can you keep up i like And we're back. With Nate, we start out strong. We get that run and jump. And, you know, you have to jump high to get so up to high. where He's Nate six, is. six, eight. I say it every episode. But, again, reminder, six, eight. If I tried to do a run and jump with Nate, I would just crash into his upper thighs, I think. And he'd have to, like, <laughs> Same. Scoop. I wouldn't be able to get the height necessary. And that's the only reason I've never dated someone like Nate. <laughs> Michelle is, I don't know. She's been looking great for all these. But I particularly thought she looked incredibly gorgeous in this little ensemble little off the shoulder printed top and shorts and like hair everything glowing gorgeous and beautiful nate is ready to introduce her to quote his home side for example walking in the park which is something that he does all the time in austin where he lives which sure who among us (laughs) does not walk in the park from time to time but here's something. I love a good park walk. It's, we we support public <laughs> green space. It's a great thing about living in a city. Yes, we all need what <laughs> Nate has. And here's something that not everyone does. He goes paddle boarding four times a week. That's a lot of paddle boarding. <laughs> That's a lot of times. <laughs> I did not know Austin was a paddle boarding hotbed of some kind. I had no idea. But it is apparently the way that I, you know, cook dinner after work. Nate goes paddle boarding. The way that that I put on Netflix while I fold laundry, Nate goes paddle boarding. And well, when you have well-chiseled abs like Nate has, <laughs> you have to embrace activities that will allow them to be shown off. Yeah, that will allow them to be— It's just a public service. —showcased in nothing more than a violently orange pair of swim shorts— and so they both get into their swimsuits and they they do some paddle boarding separately and then he sort of takes over her paddle board and it's very very romantic and idyllic at one point he's like talking about how he like has he's like don't worry i have the core strength to like to guide your boat and like it's fine and she's like you have a beautiful body <laughs> we know michelle <laughs> yeah, and no we kidding. agree Uh, and after they paddleboard they relax in their swimsuits and he says that his mom and his stepdad are coming even though they got divorced over a year ago and 
it just he says it means a lot to him that they're still both coming to support him. So it is really sweet it's, to see that. It's very sweet. And I'm going to be the grouch here and be, like, be a little disappointed not to meet his dad so that I can suss out this the vibe of someone who says never talk to me about a girlfriend ever in person but i guess i should have expected that such a person would not come on this show would not desire to be on television um we did get an email from one of our listeners angela who was pointing out that it could potentially be a cultural thing um Ah. because she she pointed out that he mentioned his father is nigerian and She said she's also biracial, and she said in her father's culture, they don't talk about love lives with parents or or siblings, and that there's, like, a large West African community in Minneapolis, so. That is so um, helpful to, to know. Yeah, she said it, it wasn't wouldn't be surprising to her if Michelle was kind of aware of that, okay, so that potential yeah. dynamic. So, again, he, this is not something that he says explicitly, and I think it would have been really – great context for us to learn more about his dad but it is something that's sort of missing because that's kind of the only thing we know about his father yeah it is kind of presented in such a way that it read as his defining characteristic about their relationship and it also frankly even if it is a cultural thing it's clear that that also sort of carried over to his relationship with his stepfather and his mom yeah. So it's not as if anyone in the family was talking about yeah, no one was talking feelings about and love lives. And I was sort of curious, like, how that would manifest down the – like, I feel like, you know, when you lay down a rule like that, it's sort of like, okay, so can I tell you that I'm getting married? Like, at what point does that change? Like, the way that he described the rule being laid down felt very – forbidding and like yeah. inflexible to me and I was like really curious to understand that better but that is really helpful context and instead we are meeting two other people that he has not done a lot of emotional conversations with <laughs> and so she asks if he talks about emotions with his mom and he says no no nope. not really we never say I love you we don't do heart to hearts and she, this is a lot of emotional purging. Yeah. That's very new very for new. Nate. And I am worried. Yeah. And she, so she asks how they're going to respond to meeting her. And he's like, they'll probably be protective. But honestly, I'm completely making that up. I have no idea. I've never even tried to talk to them about a woman before. And I have no idea how they'll react. Ah. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, and so he says that he's head over heels for her so they'll see that and she's like oh you're head over heels for me and he's like i'm crazy about you you know that he's too good at saying stuff like that for someone who has never been in like a serious relationship i'm just like oh he's just so pretty and so charming and so would successfully make me feel like he was in love with me and like oh i'm i'm afraid for michelle's heart but I do really love her outfit for meeting his family. I've been very into vegan leather items recently, and she's in a leather or vegan leather, who knows, mini dress, and it just – I love it. It's very – It's like a very conservative mm. little outfit, but with a little bit of It's edge. a very conservative mini dress. <laughs> conservative mini dress. It's gorgeous. As conservative as, as a mini dress can be. <laughs> exactly. Uh, she looks fantastic, and – 
she is very nervous, as I think she should be, because of what he has told her about this. Yeah, case. seems seems uh, earned. And so we meet Charles and Leanna, a third redheaded mother, and <laughs> Charles. Incredible. Incredible. Then they, you know, everything is very, that we see is very pleasant, um, though we know they're recently divorced. Charles says that he's there because of Nathaniel. And they both call him Nathaniel. They both call him Nathaniel, which is funny. So I didn't actually think that his name was Nathaniel because you don't typically spell Nathaniel with the Y. So I guess I sort of thought that it was just that he was just given the name Nate with the Y in it. Yeah, that's what I had assumed too. It was very cute to see them calling him so Nathaniel. Cute. Though. He's like, Nathaniel knows that if I don't like what I see, I'll say it. And he also knows that if I do like what I see, I'll say that too. <laughs> and. Leanna gives Michelle candy from Canada. They're from Winnipeg. And she says that when she was a teacher, Canadian candy was always a big hit. And Michelle's like, oh, now you're like helping me be the favorite teacher. Amazing. Thank you. It's such a sweet gesture. That's so sweet. And I also love that like whenever you bring, you come from any other country to the U.S., it's like bring candy because our candy sucks. Like we have so much candy and it's not as good. As there is some really good Canadian candy. I was wondering if she went with some sort of maple candy because mm-hmm. there's really good maple candy in Canada. We didn't actually get to see the candy, <laughs> but I believe it was good. It's all I wanted to know. So <laughs> they ask about the limo exits. They learn Nate was first out of the limo and got the first impression rose. And Michelle's like, we hit it off right away. And Nate's like, I'm so happy I came, Mom. I'm so happy I came. And she's like, really? That was <laughs> He's like, yeah. really adorable. It that was, was very cute. adorable and did feel very genuine. You could you could feel his giddiness in that moment. Uh, I feel uh, – this, this is what I mean. He's so, like, is selling that he's, like, really excited and, like, into this. But, like, I, I just feel so much anxiety that he's he's not – He's not where Michelle is. Me too. I frankly, I think that I frankly think that Leanna and Charles, you know, know their son really well, and they had the ultimately have the correct assessment, which is these feelings are real. He means everything he says, but there's still a question mark when it comes to longevity because he just simply hasn't had a lot of relationship experience. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, Leanna wants to know what Michelle loves about Nate. And Michelle says they connect on so many different levels. They can talk about intellectual things, and then they can just be playful. This is the kind of response to me that's more, like, ambiguous. Like, maybe maybe this is the answer you give if if it's the one. Maybe not. This this is, like, a maybe for me. Yeah. It, it, that's a maybe. It didn't give me... It didn't give me Rodney vibes. Yeah. Uh, Leanna asks that the goal is an engagement, and Michelle says she's going to do what feels right. And Leanna says, well, I just don't want him to feel pressure on that. This is all new territory for him. And Michelle's like, yeah, it's a, it's a fast, it's a scary sort of situation. And Leanna says, well, he's never been in a relationship where he's wanted to commit to this degree to like take it to that next level and i'm worried that he's gotten swept up and after the show it will be just the same everyday struggles as every couple and he won't yeah be able to she says that last part to the camera yeah you know it's clear mm-hmm. that she likes michelle 
but she's concerned that he hasn't really thought through how much will be different when you try to have a very serious relationship in the real world versus in this very contained space. And she's not wrong. I mean, we see a lot of relationships from this show kind of go south once those real world elements are introduced. Yeah. And it can happen quickly. And next, she talks to Nate, who is buoyant. He's like, it's crazy. You've never seen me like this. We never talk about this, like, about dating and love. And she asks him if he's prepared to propose. And he's like, am I 100% there now? No. But, like, I'm headed in that direction. And I'm not, you know, I'm not the type of person to do that if I don't want to. And then he tries to explain why the timeline crunch is not so unusual. I think we have a clip. I've never been in love before, but with what's going on between Michelle and I, like things just move at a different cadence, at a different speed. But that's actually what I worry most about for you. You are in this bubble. You are in this environment. Will you and or Michelle still carry these feelings outside? Yeah. 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 He's never thought about it. You make a fair point, Leanna. <laughs> He's like, thank you, Mom. That's an excellent point. This is the thing about Nate. He is, like, so tall and so handsome and so intelligent and charming that, like, often there are points in this season where it just is clear that he's never really had to think twice about many things in his life. He's never had to, like, second-guess himself much. Like, when he was just feeling so confident about Michelle that he had to be kind of informed that she felt like he wasn't paying attention to her to consider that he had to really pay attention to her in this process. And now he needs his mom to explain to him that things will be different for them once they're outside of the bachelor bubble. Like he's just always so at ease that I think in certain ways it almost works against him because he's not prepared for things to not go his way, you know, with, a woman, like, with a relationship. Um, It seems like he's always maybe been in the the driver's seat in a way that is comfortable for him. And I would agree. It's, like, kind of took me aback that he seemed so taken aback by the idea that things would be different outside of this. Um, Meanwhile... I think he's just charging ahead, which which is exactly what his mom and stepdad are concerned about, that he's going to charge ahead with such force and then stop short and look around and be like, wait, where the fuck am I? That's not not something men do. In relationships. Oh, no, not something, not something I've personally <laughs> experienced when dating men. No, uh, no, no. Yeah. So meanwhile, Charles, uh, his stepdad is sitting with Michelle and she asks him how he's feeling about the process. And he's like, well, I am surprised that Nate seems very genuinely excited about you. I've never seen him smile like that. And Michelle asks, well, has he ever come home talking about a girl that he had feelings for before? And Charles says, no, never. He kept that to himself. I don't think he's ever been in love before. And so he he also says that Nate, he doesn't think he knows the difference between being in love or being married or engaged. And one's a feeling and one's a commitment. They tie together very closely. But is he ready for that? He is correct. That is sort of the dynamic that the show is about. And yet most people do not seem aware of it much of the time no (laughs) 
Which is why you can be like, I'm in love with three different people and then only get engaged to one of them. Um, and then break and up then very soon after very- because you haven't, it's actually impossible to build the foundation that you would normally build in the real world before you leave the show. Mm-hmm. Like you're making the commitment of being engaged to someone and yet you're essentially just starting to date them when the show ends. So it's really weird and it's really hard. And I think that that is genuinely extra hard if someone hasn't had a solid base of relationship experience before. Yeah. And then Michelle asks a very important question. I think we have a clip. Do you feel like Nate could get to the point at the end of this where he'd be ready for an engagement? I don't know if he can handle this. I don't know if this is, if he's going to get to that point. So I don't want him to emotionally hurt himself or you. I mean, you feel this great vibe and you get the end and all of a sudden he emotionally realizes he's not there yet. I share your terror, Charles. I share that he's terror. He's literally like, Nate can't handle this, man. He can't, he's not, he, he's not up for it. I mean, listen, if you are Nate, you are this beautiful Adonis of a man, do you really want to marry the first woman that you're, like, maybe in love with? Like, he doesn't give me that energy. Like, he gives me, like... Oh, I'm so worried for Michelle. I'm still, she really likes Nate. I know. I'm, like, I'm freaked out. Michelle is sobered by this, um, that his stepdad is, like, he's not ready. And... Meanwhile, Charles is ready to give Nate the the rundown. He asks Nate what's special about Michelle, and Nate says, the feelings, they're all new, and like the way I feel about her. Oh, this is a concerning answer, although um, relatable. Um, Charles says, if it's new, how do you know it's real? And Nate's like, wow, that's a really good point. I hadn't considered that. (laughs) And Charles... I like that Charles said, you know, he made a point to say, of course, your feelings are real. You're, you are obviously feeling what you say you're feeling. But do those feelings translate into true love, a sustainable love, a long-term love? Yeah. And again, I think Leanna and Charles are talking a lot of sense. Yeah. He's like, for people who never talk about this stuff, they're like naturals. Well-versed. Um, <laughs> Nate is like, wow, yeah, that's really something to chew on. And Charles asks, well, what does that question mean to you? And here's where things take a turn, because Nate stalls on answering this question by saying, like, I need to gather myself first. And then he takes a left turn in this conversation and never comes back to the topic about Michelle and true love, because he's ready to kind of talk for the first time about his feelings for Charles. And he's like, you know, I never talk about emotions and I wouldn't be the person I am if not for, for you. And we have a clip of how Charles responds to this. I have been so fortunate to have you in my life. You know, you, your mom, your brother, all of a sudden became part of my family. And it has been an amazing journey. And then to watch the young man who was in ninth grade grow up to be you. 
never doubt that I am proud of you. I don't say it a lot, I don't hug a lot, I don't do a lot of stuff a lot. Yeah. But never, ever, ever doubt that I love you and never doubt that I'm here for you. Thank you for, you, you already know, for everything, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, I love my dad to death, but, you know, like, I'm gonna have a family one day and I wanna, I wanna, be who you were to me for them, you know? You'll be even better than me. I'm crying <laughs> listening to this clip back. It's so beautiful and so sweet. And I'm just really happy for Nate that he got the opportunity to have this moment of verbal affirmation and connection from this man who's been a father to him for so much of his life. And Charles just responded so wonderfully to it he was so affirming it was uh, yeah there's let men express emotions it's so beautiful there's always that anxiety that like maybe you know the reason you haven't had these kind of emotional conversations with your family is because they don't want it they're not receptive to it and so for them to rise to that when you when you make an attempt is so beautiful and Nate is very emotional. He's like, it's crazy that we never talk about this. I've never, I don't think I've ever told you I love you before. And Charles is like, if you did, I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> and they never go back to the topic of Michelle. Nate's just like, I'm glad you met Michelle. And Charles is like, me too. And afterwards, Nate is really emotional. And he's like, I know this should be about my family meeting Michelle, which is so exciting but it turned into this whole family dynamic. And now there's all these other thoughts and feelings that I'm having about like having these conversations for the first time, all these emotions you didn't know you have. And then he like starts crying and he pulls his jacket over his head. Oh my gosh. I wanted to hug him. It's yeah, it's a lot. Um, I think we have a clip of, of what he says here. The first time I've ever been vulnerable about feelings with my mom. First time I ever told Charles I love him. Thank you. Enjoy. I will. Be good. <laughs> I think I am a little scared to, to say love. Um, more conversations with myself before, you know, I, I go to that, before I go there. I really like her. I think that Nathaniel's not quite there yet. Definitely she's more mature and ready than him. Mm -hmm. but he's getting there. She's really making a man out of Nate. Oh, my God. You, you got to love, again, family members that just know how to read their child. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, I, yeah, this is the family that's like, we would love to have you, but our facilities aren't quite top level. They might need a little, they bit, might more need a little bit more time to be renovated. <laughs> uh, like... They, they, There's a chance that you might do the renovations and then you might be ejected yeah. from this school. This date to me is like the epitome of when like you hear women talking about like all the work they did to like emotionally break in their ex. And then he like went off and like married their next girlfriend and like you're the one who did all the work. And I'm always like, what does that mean? And then I'm like, oh, literally because of Michelle, Nate is having a conversation about how he loves his stepdad for the first time ever. Like it's very rigorous. Like. He's going through his emotional paces here because of Michelle. But because of that, 
as he observes quite astutely, the relationship with Michelle, which is supposed to be the focus, can't be the focus. He's not ready to focus on it because he's focusing on building relationships that are are not his relationship with Michelle. He's working on getting to the place that he wants to be with his mom and his stepdad. And that's all, like, really good and beautiful. And Michelle's like, yeah, it's really beautiful. It's beautiful that you said I love you to your stepdad for the first time. Um, On the other hand, what I took away from tonight is that you're probably going to panic at the end of this process and I'm going to get and heartbroken. And yet she really likes him. Oh, she really likes him. She likes, she really likes him so much that she doesn't even bring up that his stepfather said he might not be ready. She yeah. just really lets him have his moment of catharsis and then ends the night. Yeah. I wonder if she's like, I'll save this for overnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about this a lot in fantasy. Yeah. suites. The next day, um, she's struggling with these new doubts about her tallest uh, boyfriend. She's nauseous. She's worried. And there's a knock on the door. Who could it possibly be? Reinforcements have arrived in the form of Serena P. and Brie. I love having Brie back on my screen. Uh, Me too. Adore Brie. They both look adorable. They are here to allow Michelle to sort of bounce some thoughts off of them. They're here to to provide some womanly advice and from from two 24-year-olds. <laughs> and um Serena P is an engaged I'm so sorry. Woman now That's so, so she's the authority. Yeah. Um she's like if you want to be like me and be in a two month old engagement to a 35 year old grocer, <laughs> listen to me. Um they're both uh, absolutely glowing, and they all sit down, and Serena's, like, taking the lead here. She's like, the last time that we talked, you were, like, excited, but you were pretty sure you, like, didn't think you could get to a point of being ready to be engaged during this process. Where are you at now? And Michelle says, I'm eating my words. And Serena is thrilled. She's like, I knew it. I knew you were going to be ready to get engaged extremely quickly like I just did. And Michelle tells them that coming into it, she'd hope to have just one really good connection. Like, that's enough. Just, like, one guy. But instead, here she is, falling for multiple men. I mean. Who could believe it? What's a girl to do? More than one guy has never even tried to date me at the same time. I can't conceive of what it's like. (laughs) I can't imagine. Sounds stressful, frankly. And Serena asks if all four of the guys are ready for an engagement. And Michelle says that her biggest fear coming in was someone not giving as much as her, which was an ex- not even close to being an answer. <laughs> not an answer. And all- yeah, they get into zero specifics. It's just like, oh, yeah. okay, great. Glad my friends were here. Time for the rose ceremony. Well, presumably off camera or in parts they didn't show, they got more into detail. And I'm like, so I guess they don't want to tip their hand to what's coming, but it makes these scenes so dull. It's like, what's yeah, the point of showing them being like, oh, my God, I can't believe you like all these guys. It's dead, dead weight. Yeah, I want to see the real shit. I want to see the gossip. Yeah. Um, so, rose ceremony night. Michelle is wearing another absolutely stunning gown with a very, very high slit mm. that is, like, 
taped together <laughs> by two pieces of velvet, basically. Yeah, there's there's some it's creative, so sexy. creative peekaboos going on with this dress. Um, so she is aware that they're at the point in this process where people's hearts are going to start getting broken. And that could include her. And it probably will if she chooses Nate. Um, I always feel like this must be like such a weird part of the show. Like, because like, it's, it's it seems not compassionate if you don't acknowledge that people's hearts are getting broken. But it also, to me, like, it just would feel so arrogant to be like, I bet you're heartbroken that I'm breaking up with you. You love me. Like, you have to, you have to be like, I know that people are getting heartbroken. It's, it's like, sometimes you can be, like, meaner in a breakup if you have low self-esteem. Like, you have to be confident enough that you matter to someone to be kind in the breakup. Um, I just think about that every season when this happens. And so she has to send one of these four guys home before fantasy suites. And who's it going to be? She's really afraid of getting heartbroken and having that feeling where you wake up and it's like someone is standing on your chest. And, uh, but she really likes But Nate. she really likes so. Nate. And she wants to like maybe talk it out in fantasy suites. Or I was actually shocked that they didn't save Nate. For the final rose, yeah, I, the the logic of these elimination of this elimination order was odd to me because Joe was the person I would have felt most confident about. It was just clear. So Brandon gets the first rose, then Nate, and then to me, I'm like, well, obviously Rodney's going home. Right. Which, if I had been able to guess beforehand, I would have guessed that he was going to go home. So maybe. Yeah. The editors were just like, eh, there's no tension here. She clearly isn't sending Nate home yeah. right now. What's the point of sending him home now when you could do a nice long conversation about your fears in the comfort of your shared suite? So it's time for Rodney to say his goodbyes. Michelle, of oh. course, walks him out. And they sit and hold hands. Michelle is crying. And I think we have a clip of her breakup speech. I know that we've had conversations about you being an underdog or feeling like you're an underdog. And I need you to know that, like, who you are is enough. Like, I don't want you thinking that you weren't enough because that's not true. It's just feelings moved quicker in other relationships. You're this amazing person. And everything that makes up Rodney is so special. She's so she's good. so good. She's so good. She's at so good at breaking up with people. <laughs> and also, Rodney really responds in kind. Like he's very honest and also generous in his response. You know, he says, "I was falling in love with you," and that doesn't change easily. Like that, those feelings are still going to be there. He says he's always going to care about her, and he wanted to do anything to make her laugh and smile. He says he always will. And then will. he thanks her. Yeah. He always will do anything to make her laugh or smile. And he thanks her, and they share, like, a really warm hug. It's just – it's very heartbreaking. And in the limo, Rodney gives a speech that I felt was worthy of the next Bachelor, and it made me – so mad he, that we were denied a Rodney He didn't season. cry, Emma. Did he cry? 
Did they bring back children to make him cry? Did he, to make then him he's cry? Not yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so mad. He, this he's, show is so horny for whiteness, uh, and it makes me so upset. Uh, he's like Michelle is amazing. I care about her. I'll never forget the moments we shared. It'll always be my mind and my heart. We could have had something very special and long lasting, but Michelle saw her future with someone else, and that hurts. He's very graceful. I have to say that the way that he was very composed throughout this also made me think that it was not a complete surprise to him either. Like, I think he was yeah. very prepared to go home on any given night. And yeah, I think you're right. There's no, there's pain, but there isn't like maybe a surprise. There's not shock. Yeah. He's very, very disappointed. Yeah. But he's not shocked. Um, and that brings us to the end of this episode. Next week, Men Tell All, which we get no clips, no of, clips but of, but, they, you know, they te- they like to tease that all of the most hated men will be back. Ryan, Pete, Pete Pizza Jamie. Pete, Jamie, other people. Martin. Martin. Who are the villains this season? Yeah. That's the main ones, I think. And uh, And then our first... Bachelor 2022 promo, January 3rd. Bachelor's back with Clayton. Lots of blonde women. Oh, my God. It's so many blonde women being like, I don't fucking trust that bitch. I'm, like, sobbing on the stairs. (laughs) Ah! And then, oh, it's just so bad. Also, I can already tell that I'm going to call Clayton Colton a million times. I know. It's always, that that mix-up is always on the tip of my tongue. I'm just I, really like I I don't wanna like after Ugh. how things went with Colton, like he broke the season, then he like a, like allegedly criminally stalked the woman that he ended up with from the show and she needed to get a restraining order against him because he was stalking her. And also in a way, sort of a crime in Bachelor Nation, he later came out as gay. Like he was not the football player from the Midwest bachelor that they had been looking for. They're getting, they're, they're hoping Clayton will, will be that extremely boring, extremely boring, extremely heterosexual, extremely, extremely not stalking <laughs> white man. White man. <laughs> Clay, Clayton does seem, um, quite game to take on that role. Yeah. We see him really crying and also <laughs> making out with a lot of blonde women crying, so out with blonde it's women, going well playing the hits. going well for him i'm like just watching oh. like 30 seconds of this made me exhausted um i'm so dreading this season and just felt like kind of a blast from the the dark past but we'll see just about a month before that kicks off and We are so close to the end of Michelle's journey. Uh, In the credits, we do get one more glimpse of Rodney. Uh. He and Michelle having some fun on his hometown date, drizzling sauces on their apples, and filming promos for a fictional cooking show they've created called How About Them Apples. And it's very cute. They're just goofing for the camera together. Maybe, maybe this is where Rodney lost the bid to be Bachelor because he messes he up like everything. Cannot, <laughs> cannot deliver uh, a scripted line at all. And they might have been like, "This would just be a nightmare to film." 
I don't know. I I think that we all know why Rodney is not the bachelor. I we do, we do, <laughs> but that felt like a good that's joke. but that's what they'll say. That's what they'll say. They're like, Oh, that's what they'll say. I we had to Oh no, Clayton. I'm fe- I'm feeding them their lines because they won't say racism. <gasps> oh boy. So that brings us to the end. <laughs> It's time for our love to see it, hate to see it. First up, love to see it. First, we love to see all of the beautiful love within these families, including with Nate's mom and stepdad, who are now divorced and who rarely express emotion in their family. They all are just so loving with their sons and their siblings and so warm and welcoming and sweet to Michelle. Oh, it really just was like a balm for the soul. Yeah, I loved I loved these families. Also loved to see Michelle really acing all of these family interviews. Not a hiccup, not a misstep. She nails them all. And it was like it was like watching like a really Olympic level figure skater just nailing their routine on the world's highest stage. You're like, she's not she's not tripping once. We also love to see Hannah representing for all of the basic white girls who wear pointy black Rothies and like to engage in conversation. Claire's raising her hand. I like to be She's- represented in these shows, you know, and like, I, it's like, finally, you know, finally a pair of finally. Rothies. <laughs> finally a pair of Rothies that I can get behind. And now it's time for Hate to See It. First... We hate to see poor sweet Brandon totally choking during his big TV skateboarding debut. It was Ugh. it was rough to watch. I hope that after this is all over, he can get some sort of gig hosting like a weird cable show about skateboarding and give it another shot. Or maybe they'll bring back Quibi, you know, some sort of new venue for his <laughs> skateboarding moves. Also hate to see it. <sighs> Just the fact that Michelle clearly has, if not the strongest, like one of the strongest connections with a guy who is like at best just not ready for a real, real commitment. And at worst, maybe like a little bit of a fuck boy. Like I just I'm worried. I'm watching and I'm I'm just so anxious. My my teeth are grinding and my body is tense. I just want it to work out. <laughs> I know. I really like Nate, but I'm concerned. We also hate to see, again, that we were deprived of a Rodney season of The Bachelor because I maintain that he would have been delightful. He's so fun and bubbly and sweet and just has great energy and is far more interesting than Clayton. Again, I almost said Colton. This is <laughs> this is already not going well. Also hate to see it. Speaking of Clayton, so much blonde lady drama teased in that season trailer my god i'm not (laughs) happy about it but let's end we soldier on there's nothing i hate to see more than that (laughs) (laughs) and of course we have to give our sportsy rating out of 10 basketballs and this week we're gonna go six out of ten yeah i mean there's skateboarding there's paddleboarding, there's bike riding. I would say Joe's was the only completely sports-free hometown. But if we recall, 
they did go to prom on the basketball court. So scene of the crime, if you will. Yeah, there and you know it, it came up as a topic of conversation with Brandon's dad. You know, sports uh, not the dominant theme of this episode, but very present. The, they they're all the kind of people who on their Tinder profile or whatever, okay, Cupid would be like, I'm looking for someone who's as active as I am and loves to you know go out and do things, adventures. <laughs> That's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please rate us five stars, follow us, leave a review, and of course, help us spread the word about our show, especially to your friends who used to listen to us as Here to Make Friends. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com with your questions and voice memos. We might even feature you in an upcoming mailbag. You can also find us on Twitter at love to see it pod and Instagram at Claire and Emma pod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. It also, you know, a subscription makes a great holiday <laughs> gift. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week to recap Men Tell All. Stitcher. 